All right, what is up, 5-9 Gaming? Welcome back to the Dragon Ball Legends podcast, episode 30, Return to Monkey. As always, I want to start this podcast by saying uh, Twitch Prime is not a crime. So uh, if you have your Prime ready or you just want to support us, make sure to hit that follow and that subscribe button and follow us on our link tree. So type exclamation mark link tree in the chat and follow us on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, and all the other jazz. With that said, today I am joined by Tom. Yo, what's up? Uh, we have Goresh. What's up, guys? You can see Nazdarachi. I'm rocking the mohawk. <laughs> we have Bedhead. Professor here. Hello. Uh, our boy Ryudin. What's going on? And we have Swift, who just hit 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. Congrats, man. Dude, thank you, man. Hey, what's up, guys? What's going on? And today's topics are obviously going to be the new banner, the new units. Uh, we're going to briefly talk about Tournament of Power preseason 2 starting. Uh, we want to check in on Ultra Goku now that he is a uh, 7-star or higher. We already have a confirmation that Super Saiyan 4 Vegeta is getting his Zenkai, and I feel we can discuss a little bit about the, the trajectory of the GT team and what this potentially could mean for other neglected tags that we have. But for now, we're going to start off with the new step-up banner. Uh, Nas, how do you feel? Is that worth it, or did you skip? Uh, I spent a grand total of like 500 Chrono Crystals on it, so I would say that's a, a verifiable no. My opinions on the banner itself are that the actual structure of the banner is not very good. There's only one new unit, not including EX Goku Black. Um, his rarity is, of course, Legends Limited, so even though he is 0.25% boosted, it's still a rare pull, even though he's technically higher rates than any other single unit on the banner. And beyond that, uh, Gresh, your webcam is messing up, by the way. Okay, there's Yeah, it's on. OBS Ninja. Okay. <laughs> program. <clears throat> but anyway, so continuing. <laughs> um, the unit itself, the Goku, if you are any type of budget player and you can't afford to get him to high stars, or alternatively, you already have like Gogeta Blue at high stars, you really don't need him at all. Unless you really specifically want to run a GT team and that's all you care about. He doesn't fill any sort of role that isn't already covered by another unit. Um, he does good damage, I guess, if you have him in high stars, but he is a glass cannon. I would say wait. The banner's going to be up long enough that we'll have an idea of what's coming You know, towards the end of next month, maybe so leading into the beginning of anniversary. We'll get a couple teasers, maybe. So I think that you can strategically hold off on summoning, even if you really want this Goku, until we find out what's coming next. Um, with that being said, if he's like your favorite character, don't let me convince you to not summon for him. I just personally didn't really see the value in not only this banner, but the character itself. So I I skipped. I spent actually didn't skip. I spent all my crystals getting Super Saiyan 3 purple to Zenkai 7 instead of summoning on this banner. Very Which, good choice. Very <laughs> wise decision, I would say. I wonder why. No bias intended on that one. Not yeah, no, yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree. Um, so it looks like this banner is, is mimicking the UI Goku banner minus the free multi towards the end. But in exchange, they changed it so that the, the GSP, uh, the five ticket for the GSP, the, uh, the new LF is at 5%, whereas everyone else is much lower. I think for UI Goku, uh, the rates for the other LFs and the other characters are very similar. So I'm not sure if this is a better trade-off or not. I'm not going to say it is because I don't know. Uh, the only thing that I do find irritating, though, is 
you can go through the entire banner and no matter what step you end off at, you will always have one extra GSP ticket that you cannot so use. Annoying. That frustrates me to no end. Yes. No matter what you do, you will always have one. Every rotation you finish, you either lack one or have one extra. You will never end on zero GSP tickets, which is very annoying. Just keep going. Yeah, the yeah, tickets are the objectively a thousand million billion times worse because before you just got a ticket, you could do a single summon. But now you have to get to five. And like Raiden said, you either get four or you get six going through the rotations. So it's. Yeah, it's, it's pretty irritating. And as Nas said, very confusing as to why there's one new character, one new sparking being an LF at that. And I think. An EX future unit is even more confusing considering the whole the whole spiel was, okay, we're going to start focusing on GT. We saw the video and stuff. It's like, oh, yeah, path to GT. And we have a login bonus that says, yeah, GT, woo. And then they're like, yeah, but don't forget, don't forget future. Here, throw them in there too. Make the hardest to pull unit what's helping GT. And then throw, throw some future. We can't let them forget future. Throw them in there too. And then we have this EX Goku Black, which makes no sense. I think almost, in terms so, of... I was just going to say, I think in terms of the tickets, it really depends on what angle you're looking at it from because I would say this format is way better if you're just trying yeah. to pull the LF, right? The rates for the LF are 5% on these tickets, whereas on the previous iteration of the tickets where you get one ticket for a summon, it was like the same. It was 0.5% to pull the LF from the tickets, which is terrible. But on the other hand, the other version of the tickets gave you so many more sparkings, right? So it's that that's the trade-off with this uh, with this iteration of how they did the ticket banner. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, I, guess, I, I guess it kind of depends on, you know, what kind of a player you are. Because, I mean, for Yugo Rush, you probably got billions of Z medals from that. Uh, again, yeah, like, I mean, I, I, me per, for someone like me, I much rather prefer this yeah. ticket. And so. I, I mean, also it, now complaining about this would be kind of hypocritical, at least because many people complained about you know when they made that step on the Gogeta and Broly banner to these tickets because no, we want the old system back where we had the five percent chance, and now they give us the five percent chance, and all of a sudden this is also kind of meh. You know, like well, <laughs> pick a side. <laughs> I, I personally, I mean. I kind of like the banner. If you're looking at it from the person that doesn't have all the Zenkai's unlocked for the Sun Family LF team, I mean, this is a one-stop shop, isn't it? Or have yeah. we ever been given a better deal if you're trying to build that team? I think I mean, it's just. A, I think they should design the banners so they're valuable not only for new players but also for whale like for veterans. Well, the same time. Gresh just said. I mean, if, if you're gonna be when I summon on a banner lately, it really does feel like the only thing I care about is pulling the LF. I've pulled Cell and Goku Black a billion times, so the one percent units really don't change my opinion too too much. Um, and seeing this, I. I, I maybe I'm crazy. I kind of like this setup better. I, it felt like if I was going to actually go for the Goku, I was going to have a better chance of getting him. Maybe uh, someone on the calculators or can go, "Yo, you're an idiot." The other chance you have more chances this way, and you, you you get the unit better. But this looks like a better chance at pulling an LF, doesn't it? It's just the tickets. Like the regular banner is the same essentially. But yeah, the but you're doing you're no, getting they a, actually they actually remove the free multi from the regular banner yeah. too. So. Yeah. So. We if, if they were mainly just missing the free multi because I I was just looking at the list of units and I felt like if you're trying to build Sun Family this is a good team otherwise eh, I didn't really care for it I just kind of wanted a copy of the Goku. Yeah, well the thing with this banner is they actually kept the model of having no featured units right because every single sparking has the same rate except for the LFs. Right. So it's like if you want a specific unit on this banner, it's actually you actually have a, a lower probability of pulling a unit a specific sparking than the LFs, which is insane. 
Um, so that in combination with the fact that they've removed the free multi, I mean, I saw this and I instantly just recommended people not pull on this banner. Right. Yeah, like it's, well, I was mainly just looking at the LF rates because they seem to be the standard LF rates we usually get with a whopping 5% for the Goku. I, I, I wasn't concerned about the, the random sparkings they throw in on the bottom. So how do yeah, you guys? I mean, sorry, go ahead and ask you, you first. Oh, just say, theoretically, you have that extra four point five percent on the tickets chance to pull him, but outside of that, I don't think there's too much of a increased chance of you actually getting him. I would say because they removed the free step but kept the EX guaranteed step, I saw way more people pulling the EX Goku Black than the actual Super Saiyan Four Goku. Well, maybe that's just what I observed myself, but yeah. So what I'm curious about is how do you guys feel about them only releasing an, one new sparking, which is the Goku, and no like side character like the number one Vegeta, for example. I was surprised. Yep. I honestly, I honestly thought that they were gonna be coming out with some other type of unit alongside Super Saiyan Four. It's just a typical way they feel about GT, right? It's just <laughs> in, indicative of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, they they could have rehashed like a, a Pan unit or uh, the, what a Princess Trunks or something, right? But we 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 could have. We could have had, uh, you know, just any kind of remodel rehash unit, and then they just kind of hooked a bunch of LFs at us. So I don't know. Even even an EXGT unit would have been fine, but they're like, no, here's some more future for you, <laughs> and they put Goku Black. That's a that's yeah. a different point that I wanted to bring up. Does it not feel like? Because this whole time they're like. Well, GT doesn't really sell that well. That's like the vibe that we get. So like, we it's undersupported because it doesn't sell well. But it seems like every time they try and push GT, they do it with like intentional sabotage in mind. Like, why? I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's sabotage. I think it's caution. Well, caution, sabotage, naivety. Like, I don't like. If you want GT to sell well, like put GT characters on the banners with the other ones that do sell well. But instead, they just throw one GT character out, LL, right before anniversary, and they're like, oh. It didn't sell very well, which then gives them the confirmation bias that GT doesn't. It reinforces that for them when it feels like it was kind of not set up to succeed in the first place. I don't know how you feel is about it, that. Is it possible that they're just saving the hype for Gogeta? But it still sets yeah, this banner up to not perform well, which is ideally not what they want, though, right? They could have done it way I don't feel better. like they set it up to fail. I, okay, like I said, if you guys want to laugh at me, you can. I looked at the banner. I didn't think it was the worst thing in the world. And I'm sure a lot of other players had initial impressions that were very similar to my own. And uh, I, it's just not a not the most optimal banner if you're sniping units, but if you're I, just trying to take a crank on the machine going for the new uh, the new Goku, I, I felt like this was pretty decent. Well, yeah, I just feel like most people aren't going to spin that roulette wheel just because they know Anniversary's coming. But if they made the banner a little better, like, oh, maybe a new Super Saiyan 4 Vegeta and a Goku, or a new Baby in Goku, or a new Ice Shenron in Goku, or if they just did anything to make it a little bit more appealing, then I think GT could have the potential to get the sales numbers they want from it, but it's like... Not well, being ideally set up, I guess. I, I said know. I said last week, and I know a lot of you were saying that it's the, you just need to make this Goku or the new Gogeta just a GT unit, kind of force them to be on GT to make the team viable. But I felt like when they start introducing the GT units, they were going to do exactly what they did. They made this Goku unit blend it just seamlessly into Sun Family. Despite your opinion on the Goku itself, he, he's designed to go on Sun Family or GT very clearly. And 
if they take that approach, you'll you'll end up producing a GT team, but you won't have to worry about GT carrying its own tag, right? If if people are a fan of it, the selection's there, but realistically the units are going to go on to other teams. And I, yeah. I feel like that's what they're what they're attempting here. I don't think that's what they want though. But I'm not sure. I'm not really in their heads. Yeah, well. But back to I mean, the banner, I definitely mains. I definitely wish they added another unit. Yeah, at least two new units. There have been very few banners that came out in the game that only had one brand new unit. Hey, doggo. Yeah, I was I was I was very surprised. But I do see what Prof's saying. Like, you know, if you're if you're a fairly new player and you want to build a Sun Family team, then this might be the perfect banner for you to if you to to work up your Sun Family units, gain some stars on them, you know, maybe get green Super Saiyan three to seven stars and start the Zenkai. Um yeah, I don't know. There's there's probably a little bit of value there, especially for newer players. I'm curious if anybody's seen like any charts or breakdowns on your chance of actually, you know, per Chrono Crystal pulling Goku with the new system comparatively to the old one. Because I know someone usually breaks it down. Like, is this better or worse well, chances of actually? I summoned quite out? a bit, but I didn't see any difference between this banner and um, the Goku Black for me, the LF. But that might just that might just be anecdotal, right? Because I mean, yeah, I got I got super though. lucky on both too. But Kid Buu and Future Gohan, for example, were terrible for me. So I'm, I'm curious which one is a better deal per Chrono Crystal, because a lot of stuff looks bad on paper, and then you're like, well, wait a minute. You know, we, we're actually going to be getting more for this. Or, or inversely, it looks like they're giving you a bunch of sparkings, but you don't really have as great of a chance of pulling what you really care about. But I don't know. Th th this... It, it, like I said, this banner just looks like they're trying to sell the, uh, the LF Sun family. It might be as as what people like to call a bait banner. There might be something bigger coming on the horizon. Who knows? Yeah, that may very well be. Um, I feel like we can move on to we we started talking a little bit about the unit as already, and um, yeah, I'm curious, Goresh, you have him now at 14 stars, and I think you already showcased him at six or seven before. How much of a difference is that, and what team would you put him in? Ideally, the new Goku, obviously. Um, so he's really only going to fit on GT and Sun Family. That's where he's meant to be ran on. Obviously, right now, GT is still like in development right now. Right, We have the Zenkai Super 17 just came out, who's really good. And uh, they just announced in V-Jump that we're getting the uh, Zenkai for Super Saiyan 4 Vegeta. So I think GT has a very solid foundation that's coming up soon, but it's not there yet. Uh, maybe once the GT Vegeta comes out, I don't know if he's going to end up giving some kind of support ability to GT or whatever he's going to do, but... Maybe that could influence you potentially putting this Goku on there. But for now, Sun Film is a much better option for him, obviously, due to the team, right? Um, and to me, it just feels like there's way better options on Sun Family if you're going to run that team in general than using this character on the team. Like, you have literally infinite options on Sun Family. And I feel like this guy is probably one of the last things I want to put on that team right now. So for me, he doesn't really fit anywhere. And his kit is pretty bad. So there you go. He takes way too much time to ramp up. Like in the beginning, he does technically nothing yeah. in terms of damage. I'm uh, the one thing I don't like about him is the green and blue card not being well, especially his blue card not being ranged. Uh, I, th I have found myself in situations where it being a ranged blue card would have helped me quite a bit, as opposed to being you know a uh, you've got to travel over close range one and the green card does make things tricky too because you know for sun family you're probably going to run like lf super saiyan 3 or maybe like a namek goku and those characters too have a harder time getting rid of green cards as well because you know 
I love Super Saiyan 3 is trying to counter something. Namagoku is trying to throw somebody away. So I, I yeah. do find myself in difficult situations with that. Yeah, and it's essentially also, the same as Namagoku's green card that you just mentioned yeah. it. Like you charge up. Yeah, that's what I mean. Exactly. You put, in, no, it's, you it's, put them it's together way, makes things a little bit difficult. It's way worse than Namagoku's green card because Namagoku's green card gives you vanish. Yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah gives you like two-thirds of your vanish bar back. Yeah. yeah. For me, I think the most detrimental part about the green card is you're essentially losing a time stop if you use it with him. And for me, I found yeah. myself yeah. in a lot of situations where I'm like, okay, if I could use a green card now, I would at least see, okay, does he do anything or not? But then if you use the green card just out of a pure re reflex... You're basically, usually they just vanish, especially because the ramp up animation takes long enough for them to just react and sidestep. And I also feel like this kind of cover change to me is kind of holding him back because even if your opponent switches into, let's say you have a green unit on and you don't have a switch except for him, you switch into, he switches into a purple unit. Do you really want to waste that one cover change that you want to save for a rising rush right now? Or, you know, do you just want to take the, have the green unit take all the damage? So it's also kind of a, it forces your hand in a way. His green card is worse than green future Gohan. Because, yeah, green future Gohan comes with 10 seconds of lockout, yeah. whereas yep. Goku's only has five. Yep. Which I guess is, uh, I don't know, it's yeah. okay. It's, it's, I guess this would be the most usable if there's only two characters left and like you have your Rising Rush, you're able to toss one, Beta Vanish, Rising Rush the second or something. I don't know, but it's very... Kind of niche, like using. Yeah. I think all the four switch out green cards are objectively a lot harder to properly use than just like a regular green card. Yeah, I think the only thing where this one's better than the other green cards that swap you out is that this one has blast armor. I think that's the only. You're never thing gonna ever. Has... I think blast armor is like literally almost next to irrelevant on the screen card because you're never gonna ever be pinpointing your to use your green card with blast armor like. <laughs> You'd rather just not be in mid-range at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, Especially since yeah, it doesn't give you a combo, card. so why would you even bother, right? Yeah. Yeah, like some, well, something I mean, like Metal Cooler's green card, I could definitely see why it has blast armor. But something like this, it's like, like you get the blast armor, you switch them out, and then, then, then what? Like, then you're just exposed. Well, I mean, so your opponent cover changes, right? And you got one of these green cards on you. You can now force them to be locked into the next unit for the remainder. I mean, there's more than a way of look, looking at the blast card and... I've got to say, the one of the green cards I've severely underestimated is Purple Brolies, forcing the swap out. And that has saved my rear on multiple occasions, just floating into my opponent and forcing the next unit to come out. I typically got my vanish by the end of the, you know, that whole exchange. So I, I, I wouldn't crap too, too much on the Blast Arm on green card. I mean, most of the other points I, I would, I would very much agree with. But, uh, no, I, 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 I got to say that. That that is a situation where I very much would cherish to have blast armor on that Goku. It's not it's not all bad though. I what I do like is with it being a four switch, it feeds into his passive where he gets you know the the damage passive in key recovery when there's a new opponent. So that's always great. Sometimes your opponent panics and they're like, oh, he's gonna he's gonna force me to be stuck with this other guy, so I'm gonna switch. And then you force a switch, and then there's another unit, and you can really ramp up and stack buffs. But I just wish it would have been perfect if he restored Vanish. I think that would have been fantastic for him. Maybe grab that one little passive from, uh, you know, LF Broly or something like that. Just get that, let him stay on the field a little bit longer because the go, he hits, he, he does a good job of hitting hard, sure, but it's just, 
I, I, I don't know. It feels sort of incomplete in a way. I don't, I don't quite know how to phrase it. Like on a technical level, he only brings that cover change. He doesn't have a long-range blue card. The green card can be situationally beneficial, but with no card draw speed and... I don't know. It just it just doesn't feel whole. Doesn't feel complete. Kind of reminds me of the same issues that uh, Full Power Super Saiyan Four was plagued with too. It's like ah, you know, it's the 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 pieces are there. It's just we need some glue to stick it all together. The only real value, in my opinion, that this character brings is his cover rescue. Everything else that he does, he doesn't do anything unique at all. He doesn't provide any value. He doesn't do anything that would like that, that another unit that you could bring on both of his teams can't already do. I guarantee you when Super Saiyan 4 Vegeta gets a Zenkai, he's going to be way better than this guy on, on, on GT. Like there's there's no way you don't just run red, red, green GT with him, um, Omega, and Super 17. I feel like that's gonna be a much better team than using this Goku on, on GT. I feel like this Goku's gonna get kicked off GT. <laughs> well, we got the uh, Super Saiyan 4 Vegeta Zenkai, and that unit is actually somewhat of a support unit. His kit looks like he's trying to be a support for the uh, Super Saiyan 4s. So we might, you know, completely change our opinion here in a week when that Vegeta drops and, you know, but it sh- shows us, uh, you know, a direct support for this Goku. Because one, one of the, the the ideal situations I could see with this Goku is that, uh, you know, you, you save a unit to stop a major move, right? Great value there. And then his ultimate is, is a near one shot if uh, he's last man standing or you've already have a dead ally and you've got a, got a good situation, if not... Uh, color advantage other than that i think uh when i look at this unit i wish he gave something to the team he doesn't really feel like he's feeding anything he's not he's giving himself key but he's not giving key on swap out he's not producing cards he's not doing anything else besides being a threat to the rising rush um but hopefully with the the vegeta we can see some you know maybe the vegeta giving this goku support or card or anything uh maybe on swap out to the super saiyan force would be incredible and I think his green card almost like sometimes like I can see certain situations where where that green card can be good, but kind of like number one, like Palmsworth said, it's not a time stop event, which is huge that it's not a time stop event. And also, I feel like in some situations, forcing a swap out can actually help the enemy. Like me, for example, playing with Vados, if you like, let's say I just swapped out of Vados and then you pop that green card and force me back into Vados, you're just helping my team get more buffs. So it's like. You know, there's different ways to look at it. I think it could come in handy, but at the same time, there's situations where that green card with the force swap out could actually help the enemy in the long run. So I don't know. Yeah. I think the one of the most detrimental things you can ever do to yourself with one of these force swap outs is if you're fighting like Bardock, or as you pointed out, Bados, and you force them back into that key unit so they can yeah. get the, the swap out bonus twice. But exactly. the, the other way of looking at it is, you know, Someone you're you're comboing this Goku, and then you're uh, worried about a strike or blast cover change, right, from your opponent. Well, you can just slap that green card, force a swap out. Now you've put a ten timer count on your opponent's ability to double vanish, and then you yeah. keep doing what you're doing. Who's, and I, I think that's true. the biggest thing is locking a unit for ten timer counts. Well, Who's essentially, it's pl- fifteen actually. Whose gameplay is this? This rated. Right. I don't know. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, you're using almost the identical team that I just main in PvP, which is like General Saiyans. There's a couple differences, but the two Super Saiyan 3s and a couple other... Like, I even have green Raditz on the bench, just like you, right? So I find for this particular team, like 
there was no need to summon for this Super Saiyan 4 Goku because I already used Gogeta Blue on this team. And I really don't think that this Goku does anything even remotely as good for the team as Gogeta Blue does. Now, oh, as, mu it, as, it, as much as hate as Gogeta Blue has gotten, after this time, he's actually started to really show his value because, you know, not only can he take hits pretty well, it does insane damage with his ult, but the green card, very, in my opinion, is much more valuable than this Goku's one here. So I personally would just run the... Oh, on a, on a, a Saiyan team, you want to run that support Vegeta. He's infinitely better than, than this yeah, Goku on, on that team. It, it's... Uh, I just don't like the support Vegeta. I just I like Gogeta Blue, I, and plus <laughs> my support Vegeta is only two stars. That, that, you yeah. don't like what? number one Vegeta? What? Nah, nah. bro, that is the most what? obnoxious unit in the game right now. The only For saving reason, grace I have is Gohan. He just shuts. He's your obnoxious down. because of how good he is. He is the complete support. Just like how Vados is hailed really high, I think that guy should be as yeah. well. He does everything. Dude, he is He's like the Vados for Saiyans. He is literally like the yeah. Vados for Saiyans. Mm. I like I Gogeta mean, Blue better. To be, I was going to say, to be fair, Gogeta Blue is like the most fun unit in the game. So Yeah, he is. Especially Gogeta when you Blue lend that green fun. card, huh? You're like, Wait, yes! <laughs> even if you don't win that green card, Gogeta Blue literally takes a massive dump on this Super Saiyan 4 Goku. So Yeah. I think, I think we're hating on the Goku a little much. I think... He's not... He's... he's He's not like the he's not like Goku Black. He swaps on the field and you're like, ah, crap! Now I got to deal with this. But he's he's not dreadfully awful. He, uh, I think he's dreadfully awful. Yeah, I mean, you just well, think of what you just said though. Gogu Black is still a regular sparking, and this is a LL unit. And like, yeah, yes, it feels and like they missed a little the ball. In that. Yeah, they missed the ball That's for this a, being an. If this was just a regular sparking, I think he'd be fine. But for an LL unit, I think they should have given him a little bit more value. What, like, the only really good thing about this unit is the animations are really good. Everything else besides that, like, I don't, I, I literally can't name a single thing that he does that I would, like, be happy to have him on, on my team to do besides cover rescue. Yeah, you combine him with the Super Saiyan 3 Goku, you have two cover rescues, and then, oh, that's like... Yeah, I was about to bring actually, that up, the double, double cover rescue. To be honest, yeah, though, so the I team that like... I've been using... Go ahead. Go ahead. You first. Oh, um, I was just going to say the team that I've been using is... The Super Saiyan 4 Goku, the Super Saiyan 3 green one, and then UI Goku for like the most annoying team ever. Oh, Ooh, you have triple the, cover you have rescue. The, yeah, you have the double like save ability, then you have the special cover change, and then you have UI's dodging. So it's really yeah. annoying to fight, but I just... But doesn't it also I don't, I don't, make I don't, it hard for you? Because you then also have to kind of think about, can I switch right now or can I not? Because, you know... Yeah, I mean, well, that's why, because UI Goku can let you stall for a little bit longer. But Super Saiyan 3 Goku can just tank, right? He, yeah. His defenses are ridiculous. Yeah, that's fair. Well, and real quick, the people that are using their UI cover changes and just sitting on them, you got to... You gotta think about how much your opponent's gonna get done in one combo. It doesn't have to be a rising rush. You stopped. If you if you slip on the banana peel and your opponent starts a combo, it's not the worst thing in the world to immediately IT it, right? Especially if you got two units that do it on your team. Oh yeah. Like that, yeah. That, you, you, a lot of value in stopping the initial combo. They don't build the rising rush, you don't take the damage, and yeah, you reset the slate and they probably don't have the vanish, right? Yep. Fair point. So, I 
I wouldn't sit on your IT cover because a lot of people are bringing that up as a as a drawback to running Super Saiyan three. Like one of the more obnoxious combos I've had to deal with is Super Saiyan three and Amigoku and the Super Saiyan four Goku. They they just sit at the back of the map and don't do anything the entire fight. And God forbid you hit them, they stop the combo immediately, rinse repeat. And you're not really reliant on Super Saiyan four Goku other than his cover change and then a random nuke with the ultimate. But it gets the job done. Part of me yeah. wonders if. Harvey wonders if they held back just a tiny bit on him because they're fully aware of the teams that he would go on. Because they know, like you said, like mentioned earlier, um, you'd probably want to throw him on Sun Family and they gave him a cover rescue. So they're probably like, all right, we can't just can't just give him everything. Otherwise, we've already added more gasoline to this giant fire of a tag. Part of me wonders if they did that. You know, you know what I feel is happening real quick? In, uh, the last thing I'll say, I swear I've been talking too much. This is giving me the vibes of when SSJ3 Goku came out. Also, yeah, the, what do you the mean? green one, yeah. We're trying to justify this unit. There's a clear division in the community. And he's going to get his income come to and be a god. Well, yeah, but you can't, you can't just, you can't balance it. You can't intentionally hold back on a unit because they're going to get a Zenkai. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying you should. I'm just saying this is giving me vibes of when SSJ3 dropped. The biggest problem I have is if that's actually why they toned him down with uh, what Raid was talking about for his team. I would much rather have them just made him way better and only specifically be on GT than Sun Family. Because Sun Family doesn't need a new character, yeah. right? We're, we're, Sun Family is good for a long time. I would much rather them just focus on GT and make him really good because clearly they're building up GT, right? They're doing it for a reason. The anniversary is clearly going to be in some way, shape or form GT related. So if they're trying to like build up to that, this is a horrible way to start that out. Yeah. yeah. And I also feel like I, I wanted to see more GT specific buffs. Oh, my bad. I just want, I just wanted to say real quick. I wanted to see more GT specific buffs in his kit. Um, like I, like, yeah, he has GT and sun family and a Z ability, but I just wish that there was more like passives built into his kit that would kind of force people to run him on GT. Uh, but yeah, go ahead, Palmzor. Yeah, so what I want to just say is that somebody brought up the point earlier that maybe the Vegeta is going to make him better. But I feel like that still wouldn't change the verdict of how he is as a standalone unit because, of course, you judge him in the context of his team. But as a standalone unit, he's still not, you know, like your cream of the crop for any of the teams he's on. And I feel... Well, what if a unit comes out that's like Bardock for Super Saiyan Force? Yeah. And then suddenly, this is one of the key units that just blows you up. That's what I mean. Like, we don't know what the future holds. And if GT starts getting some ridiculous buffs here in a moment, this might be one of the keystone units. And Z ability, at the very least, has value attached to it at the end of the day. Yeah, Z ability is really good. Yeah. But that's, I mean, an LF unit is going to have that. You should have that, yeah. All right. I feel like we have, we still do have another unit to talk about on this banner. And that is the Extreme Goku Black. He's kind of a bit of an odd one out here just because he's on future. Uh, Swift, uh, did you pull him? And what do you think of the kit? No, I didn't pull him, but I've kind of looked into his kit a little bit. Um, so he is an EX support unit, so you can't really, you know, expect top tier stats. But I will say his stats are a little bit on the low side. Um, he does have a really kind of like a unique good Z ability. Um, you know, at 14 stars, 36% to both... Uh, Strike and Blast Defense for Tag Future and Powerful Opponent. Um, but it it does have to be Future and Powerful Opponent. It can't be one or the other. So that's kind of a important thing to note. Um, and I think uh, me and Tom were kind of talking before the podcast. I think part of the part of his kit, like some of the buffs that are built into his kit, are also it has to be Future and Powerful Opponent, not one or the other. Um, so for his teams, it's kind of like... 
I feel like it's kind of more for some niche teams where, you know, it's going to be maybe a full Goku black team or, you know, something along those lines where it's future and powerful opponent. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, he's going to be a blue future unit and there's, there's better options for blue future. So you're really not going to be, not going to be running this guy over, you know, Vegito blue or Zenkai blue trunks and stuff like that. So, um, I will say his art is incredible. I really, really like his art. I think <laughs> this guy's just waiting for the day when, like you said, a full team of like Goku Black and Zamasu is fully viable. Like maybe once yeah. Red Red Rose has gotten a Zenkai, Red or Purple Fusion Zamasu, then you throw this dude on the bench and you're good to go. Like I'm honestly, I'm honestly convinced they made this dude just to finish the type deal <laughs> of Goku Blacks because we have every type. <laughs> But this, but blue, and then if you look at this guy's Z ability and passives, it it just says Goku Black or what Cell. That's it. He's literally just meant to yeah. be run with himself or Cell. Zamasu, That's it. Yeah. So I'm thinking like they're like, oh, ho, ho, we need a blue one. Throw him in there, and then they threw him in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was about to say it really does feel like they're just completing the color wheel with this unit. Z ability is kind of superb. <clears throat> you know, that's you could frankly just bench him right now, run uh, the Goku Blacks with Revival Cell, the exact same thing you've been using. He's just a little bit more optimal than what you had before. That's, that's assuming you pulled enough of him to make the Z bench worthwhile. Well, he's an EX, so you can commit. It, it's like, like I said, it's just probably a nod to the Goku Black fans. If you want a Goku Black that's blue, here you go. Have fun. Yeah, so Tom, this is your footage in the background. What is your? What do you feel? Well, I tried to supercharge him with a triple Senkai buff and like OP equipment. And this guy's two stuff for me right now. He's doing decent damage, but you're you're never gonna play him over uh, the trunks or Vegeta Blue, the Senkai trunks, um, on a future team. Like he's in a niche team, which is eventually gonna come together with the Senkai, like the other Goku Blacks, or release new ones. But he's just a fun unit for me right now. Yeah, it's kind of like what the EXs typically that they've released recently feel like anyway. Like just a nice addition to the team that's not really necessary, yeah. right? It's like what the, a lot of the EXs feel like. I think the, the, the one exception I would say to that maybe is like the Roshi, just because Dragon Ball Saga is such a limited team anyway. But yeah, like this Goku Black, Bojack, like all those EXs that have come out recently just sort of feel like filler that you can not run or choose to run depending on if you just want to run them or not. So I yeah. I really like uh like we have the EX Broly, the yellow one, um, and the new trunks EX as well. I think their Z abilities are uh, almost key for their team. And uh I, I'd really like to see more of that. Because we kind of see that with this Goku Black going all the way up to 36. But I'm like, I'm clicking on the Broly right now. He's 28% the Saugers or Saiyans, and then an extra 18% on top of it. So it's a build. A little bit more extreme. Well, actually, I guess the Goku Black is probably more extreme because it goes to both of the stats all the way to 36. But I, I kind of like these units. Um, as you said, they're not necessary for your team. But if you're summoning on these banners, you're probably going to pick them up. And if you're missing a unit, they they provide the buffs all the way across the board. And, you know, frankly, somewhat PvP viable, especially that new Trunks. Yeah, so I, I agree that the art is amazing, but uh, I also haven't played him. I think I pulled him twice. I don't even know if I have trained him yet because I felt <laughs> like just playing uh, Goku a little bit and 
that's pretty I, much it for me. I mean, you have to be a fan of Goku Black to actually um, spend your free C power you get from, I guess, farming the co-op and whatnot. Like, he's not he's not gonna be used, if you're being honest. Yep. Yeah, there's just better options for for Blue Future. What do you mean, Trunks is better at Zenkai Seven? A little, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Just a tad. Or a, or a unit called Vegito Blue. Who? Yeah. Yeah, Vegito <laughs> Blue's gotten even more use because he blocks Gogeta Blue and uh, the new Super Saiyan 4 Goku. He'll block their IT with his ult, right? So they can't get out of there. Yeah. So that added even just a little bit more value to his uh, ultimate move there. Yeah, this is a little off topic, but that new hit does the same thing too. I love that new hit. Oh, he has the block special cover change when he activates his ult? Yeah, or I think it's after he activates his main ability, he becomes immune to cover change, which is awesome. It's like Majima Vegeta and Brawl, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's I, I love those abilities. Mm -hmm. Well, that's one of the things I was saying is uh, Gogeta Blue having that built into the unit was one of the coolest things they ever gave him. Because you could just yeah. throw him on the field and start messing your opponent up and you don't give a damn. The only thing that sucks about the Vegito Blue is that his is only once on the ult. The Gogeta Blue's got much better, I guess, yeah. like Jiren Same also, Jiren. Yeah, where exactly. it's just like timed, yeah. Mm -hmm. And Broly, once you activate his main. Yeah, but the funny thing is um, that this can also be somewhat of a, like a trick or like a misdirect when, you know, early in the match, you can still cover change into, into Broly and you can throw him off. But then once the main is popped and you forget about that, you can be thrown off by, hey, I'm going to throw my unit in front of him, cover change. Nothing's happening, right? Yeah. All right, I guess uh, we don't have that much to say about the new Extreme Rosé uh, or Goku Black. So the next topic um, is uh, one that I'll be addressing a little bit. is the Tournament of Power Preseason 2, uh, Region Extravaganza. I think if you uh, pretty much look at the top of the leaderboard, everybody is playing Region this season. Um, I have to say what I like is that they almost completely removed boost units. So the only boost characters basically that do um, more damage, I believe, are uh, yeah the new Goku and Goku Black. And I feel like um, now you have a much broader choice of team builds. Um, I mean, I wanted to play a region just because it's my main team, but I know that other people also use, I don't know, GT, for example. I saw some people or just playing old Saiyans. So uh, what teams did you guys take into the T.O.P. this uh, season? Well, I don't know if this is entirely accurate. And I'm not saying you're wrong or anything, but I'm just the system confuses me a little bit because if you go someone explain to me what if there's no boost units, which this boost unit says it's only boosting the score, not your actual battle power. It's like, yeah, a, yeah. I don't but, understand the difference yeah. between these two battle bonus characters and, and boost the, characters. Yeah, well, the and what's up ones, with the right? tier one, tier yeah. two, tier three, tier four, oh, tier five? Oh, the, the tiers are just uh, how much extra points they right, give. Like so 4%. tier one gives the most extra points yeah. and then like it goes progressively lower. Um, so you want to use units that are in tier one. But the thing I don't get is there's a separate classification for uh, battle bonus characters, which are these Goku, the, the Goku Black and Goku. And then there's like boost characters, which is all those tiers. And I don't understand the difference between those yeah, tiers at all. It's, or not the tiers, but I don't understand between battle bonus characters and these these boost characters. Yeah, I'm pretty sure these guys just give 1% more. I think that's, they classified it as something different, but these guys, I think, give 4%, whereas tier 1 and the other guys, it's it's 3% and then going down. I think tier 1 tier gives 4%. 
Tier so one, what could what really? because I've seen this Goku and this Goku Black that said something about two percent. So what I'm wondering is, do they give two? Yeah, extra they give two. Percent? They actually give less. Yeah, they give. They actually give less. Yeah, they give. They give less. So I was wondering, are those two percent? I thought added? tier five was the good ones. You kidding? <laughs> yeah, like one, two, three, four, five. Five is the highest. Did number. Did you not click on the other tip? <laughs> Did you look at the other ones? You you would have seen the numbers saying you get bonus. Yeah. Like it's just right there. Um, either way, that all it just says is one, two, three, four, yes, it five. Yes, Here's some units. We'll just try tapping around next time. Um, so I've been running hybrids. I I gotta say, I, being able to pick my team and because like you know, our palms run regions, you get to pick his units, make a team, it, rereading their skills and rediving into legends. I'm sure it's gonna get old in a minute, but I gotta say, I had fun this week actually setting up a team that was comprised of the units I cared about. And yeah. watching them kind of go through the ladder. Way more think, exciting than yeah. clicking the, just the use premium team for me. And Glocky or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I think the actual process of playing the mode is fine. I think it's just people not understanding how it works. Because again, I don't again I don't understand there's any boost units and bonus battle, whatever. Like these like why are these two characters listed here when they provide less of a boost than the <laughs> tier one units do? Um I also don't understand how the scoring works because I've done I have a I have a team of full tier one characters so the full team is fully boosted i have equipment on every single character and i've done the hardest stages that were available to me i literally mapped out the path i was going to go down to get the maximum possible fists or whatever the difficulty is in my run and i don't understand how there's people that have a higher score than me like what are they yeah. doing that i'm not doing i'm in the do you have i'm in the exact same boat so i think the the one thing that probably also has an influence is how fast you kill them because I remember I got very low score on the last boss of the last TOP because I didn't kill that cell. And I think it, it's it's a little bit coming down to, I know that most people on the top have equips on, which I just frankly didn't care. I have equips on all my characters. Oh, you do? Okay. So I figured, yep. um, yeah, maybe it's they're, they're killing them faster in some way, you know, based on the order. Or I have 14 stars on all my units and I have full equips and I have like a 4,000% <laughs> ability bonus. Okay. Are you running region? Did you guys say there's some secret about like you're supposed to purposely let your team die and then you come back uh, and then you I come back to speculated. life? Or wait, or what was it about? Yeah, what was it? Way yeah. too the idea right was that if you purposely anyways, lose so. a fight, it knocks you backwards and then you have to win two more fights and that your accumulated score of fighting the three extra fights would actually be more than just keeping your streak going. But there was nothing to confirm it, at least to my knowledge. I mean, it's also not something that's oh. happening this early in the season anyways, especially not if you play with the top like region teams. They basically just heal themselves up after every fight and take almost no damage. Yeah, so if you lose a match, you get sent back one space, but you still get points for losing for whatever dumb reason they thought that was okay to do. So because there's time at the end of the season to keep going, like, you know, at the end of last season, like I finished like four days yeah. left or something. So I just sitting there for four days, like because there's time at the end of each season, like you have time to lose a few matches to get extra points. Yeah, I think you can lose two but or is it more than your win streak going all the way through. There is no established win streak bonus as far as I've there seen. Is, is there is. There is. You get up to 20%. I thought there was. And it ramps up very slowly at first. So I guess the strat, if you were to lose on purpose, is to lose more towards the end. Which, I mean, the season with the teams you can choose, you're going to do anyways. So if I'm at a point to where like some of my units are getting low on health, should I should I waste a slot on a on on a uh, health recharging slot, or should I just keep battling until I die? Never do health recharge. Never or or the team reformation. Never do those. Yeah, I would say okay. just go through, and then you know if you get set back two spaces, you can do two more fights. 
Okay. And you have time to still finish the TOP mode. So when all of your units are dead, what happens then? When all of your units are dead, I think um, when all your units die, you lose and you go back to spaces. I think I think once we start getting into the higher difficulty <laughs> leagues, like you know, because right now we're only in B, right? Yeah. I think once we start getting into the higher difficulty leagues, then the healing spaces and like the team swapping spaces will become more valuable. But right now we're in like these leagues that really doesn't matter what we do. That's what I'm looking yeah. forward to, honestly. When it's like <laughs> all you face is Zenkai Seven Squares, it's like, oh, Zenkai Seven Fusions again. Oh crap! <laughs> what are we gonna do? <laughs> Things now, because like right now we're just like you know we're just dancing around it because we don't have to put much thought into it. But when it gets really difficult and you got to start paying attention to you know how the passives apply buffs to certain squares and how people synergize and what the equipment means and understanding who's going to attack first and how you can maximize that stuff. I think that'll be fun. I think, but I feel like that's only going to be realized when we get to like, I don't know if there's an S or a Z tier league, but it's going to be at those points. I've found that uh, I don't even really rearrange my team between every battle anymore because every single individual character has like multiple buffs that activate depending on where you put them in the nine square grid. And if they're not in that square, they don't get any of those buffs. So why move them around? Well, sometimes really? sometimes I do that when, you know, I don't know, one character is low on HP and there's this, one of the squares has like health restoration buffed up. So you get more more HP back. Sometimes they come out with more HP than they went in into the fight, for example. And sometimes those buffs aren't even that you know like super important to have in the first place that you get from your from your team. Yeah. Sometimes it's just out. Well, I, I I sat down and I made it to where my team pretty much supercharges a couple units, and they 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 don't really take damage. They just annihilate by turn two the entire enemy team, and then move forward. And then I don't know what's healing me. But I'm just kind of cruise controlling through. And I was told just now, you know, I, I had to use the team reformation stage because I didn't know that Super Saiyan 2 Gohan had a kit. So obviously I wanted to throw him on my team really quick. The one I'm criticism saying, I have about this mode so far that I, I've seen in terms of the gameplay, not like the structure of it, is that I feel like a lot of these units, like 90% or something of these units that we have access to, all of their TOP abilities activate on the middle square. And it's like... There's no thought that goes into this because, like, I have a regen team. I would say, like, five out of my six regen units all have abilities that activate in the middle square, but like, you, you have to choose one to put there. Otherwise, like, you know, the rest, all of the rest of your members don't actually do anything. So, I'd rather them actually give these units abilities that activate on not just the middle square so we can actually like strategize and not just put units randomly like i have my purple dkp in the middle square because he does like ridiculous abilities there and then every every other unit that i have i just randomly put them in like the power-up spaces and that's it yeah similar even though i actually my dkp is on the bench uh but i'm also running regen so yeah Oh, Lucy in chat said they activate regardless. I don't know if that, I don't know how true that is. I mean, if it's only showing you like the middle square of your unit, I think it, it does activate wherever you put it. I yeah, think it's that, only, oh, okay. it does? yeah, I think, I think the only, yeah, it's very vague <laughs> yeah. and that's not explained. No, no, no. Well. You'll see, you'll see blue squares so, lit up. Exactly. Like my whole team is based on So sometimes that. you see yeah. that, you know, when your unit is on the middle square and then you see like the, the square right and left of it lit up, that means that the unit to your right and to your left is going to get a buff, but you can also put it in the front middle square. And then the unit in the top left and top right still get those buffs. 
right? So you can rearrange. But I'm, t- I'm talking about in the I'm talking about in the details page where you look at like the their abilities. Like it only has the middle square blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because it, it it doesn't do anything. Like what? Like if you are looking at your game right now, pull up Kid Goten for instance, and you'll see that at the start of turn one, you'll see two lit up blue squares. That units in those squares will receive his buff, and you'll see his little figure that's showing his uh, location, his representation on the board. So you'll see that to his front uh, left and right squares, he'll give them a permanent damage increase. So if you don't see any squares lit up, it, it's irrelevant. It's just no, nothing's forever. happening. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're talking about two different things. I'm talking about like the the grid in the ability mm-hmm. is just the middle squares blue. That's it. There's nothing else. Right. That's just you. That that is the unit being affected by it. That is their representation of the unit being on the board. So if if uh, if you if you look over to a unit like uh, transforming purple trunks. He buffs everybody, and it'll say that in the text, and it won't represent it by having any blue squares lit up. But if you go to Great Salmon 1 and 2, you'll very clearly see the squares that he affects around the unit. Right. So if you, if you, if you use so, yeah. Purple DKP as an example that you used, for example, uh, yeah, then he only has the middle square, and I think that only means he buffs himself wherever he is, because he has no effect on your um, allies. So I can put him wherever I yeah, want. Yeah, that's, how, that's how I understand that. Okay, because that's really not explained at all, yeah. and they did a terrible job with that. And then that. if you scroll to the second ability, you see that there's still two red squares, so that attacks like your your enemies, and I'm not entirely sure if that um, affects the enemies on that position on their board. So that's also something I, I, feel I believe like, is. I feel like a lot of this stuff, they just threw it out, and they didn't really explain any of it. <laughs> yeah, but also I guess... Something they could have... They should have had a video and stuff video where they ran through everything tutorials and when stuff. they released the mode. <laughs> Tutorials yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. They should work and make it reach. I mean, I team. guess this is also part of the preseason. Is oh, shit, uh, we noticed that. Hey, this isn't clear at all. Let's make that clear once we actually get either to the next preseason or, you know, when when the yeah. I mean, it's very starts. clear that this is super vanilla, and they're they're using us as guinea pigs in this like alpha test phase of this mode, right? So I literally forgot about this mode for four days. Yeah, I played it. I, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I should probably play yeah, it. I played it also on, uh, I think, on the second or third day. So I lost like, a ha- and luckily I only lost like an hour and a half of the TP because once that is full, you kind of start losing time. So you, you can't. Well, you notice it once it fills up and you have five out of five, the counter goes to 24 hours for you to get the next one to give you a little bit of leeway there. It does? Yeah. Okay. If you build up to five energy and you're, you can't have any more, instead of being 12 hours, the timer is 24 hours. So you yeah, have a whole yeah, day. Yeah, it does. Yeah, because I actually was at five out of five because I didn't play the mode for like five days or something because I forgot about it. Oh my goodness. I thought I was pessimistic <laughs> and I started enjoying it. I like it. <laughs> I, the only, my only issue with the mode is in its current state, it feels just like a menu clicking simulator. I think it would be nice if they streamlined the way the battles play out so they're not as long, so you don't have to just sit there watching buffs activate for like 30 seconds. If they streamlined that and just made you watch them, and each fight took maybe like 10 to 15 seconds, like boom, you watch it. Because like forcing you to watch it, I mean, yeah, some people would be like, I like just clicking through and being done with it and moving on with my day. But if they want it to feel like an actual game mode, they should, I don't know, I feel like they should prioritize the gameplay experience a little bit more. I feel like if, well, you, could just skip the, if you could just skip the buff portion, that would be fine for me. 
Or if it just streamlined it, so boom, you start the battle and all the buffs just activate at once. And if you want details, you can like click on a character portrait or something. Like, and then it well, just plays. Something else that seems to affect if you're tier one, tier two, is how often people use the units. So if region is massively yeah. overused this season, that team should get knocked out. And I think that's what's going to give this mode longevity and where I want to walk back a lot of my statements being like angry at it because I think that if a meta is figured out, it's going to get exhausted. And unlike our current PvP system where, you know, it, it, Gresh even in one of his latest videos complained that it, it's it's not reasonable for anybody to play anything but 18 or Gohan at the current moment, right? And so you're, 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 that's all you see. But if you were encouraged to play other units, more points, whatever the hell it was, right? Then people would switch it up. And TOP is going to do just that. If people exhaust region and play the crap out of it on the leaderboard, it's, they're all going to be tier five units next season. They're not going to yield as much points and you're going to have to start getting creative. And I think that's when people that truly understand this mode and understand how the units interact with each other are going to start shining. Yeah, yeah, that's all if, well and if, good, but the mode is just clicking through menus right now. I want to, I want some actual gameplay associated with the it. The gameplay is understanding the units and then seeing how they synergize with each other, and then saying, "Oh crap, that's no longer a yeah, tier one unit." And then you know the unit that slots the into fight, this. There are no units. There are no anything. It's just you clicked on a menu, and it's like, "Oh, you're done. Here you go." Like, there's yeah, no. You, can, you can watch them. I watch mine every day. And I think that there is gameplay, and the gameplay it's is theory crafting. I think yeah. I spent more time reading that's not the, actual, the units. That's like playing D and D on paper. Like you're not actually playing. Like a, you're playing a game, but there's nothing visual to go along with it. There's, it's just uh, purely menu clicking. That's my problem. Well, I guess agree to disagree. I, exactly. The, uh, I, I I found like out there that is I like no the fights. Mode. There is no mode. It's just <laughs> click on a button, skip. Click on a button, skip. Click on a button, skip. Like, that's not optimal for a game mode. No other auto battle simulator in the world, be it like Dota Auto Chess or Dota Underlords or TFT or any of them, Battlegrounds, Marvel Duel, none of them have zero focus on gameplay. And it's just like, oh, hey, hey here's your team. Oh, you're one. You're done. Like, they all show something. Gresh, <clears throat> you wanted to say something? Chat's got this. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say on the point of like the lesser represented units are better next season, like they give more points. I feel like what if that's something that they're trying to experiment within the TOP so that they could potentially implement that into PvP too, where it's like like 50 million billion jillion people used Gohan in 18 last season. If you use them on your team this season, you're going to get like eight times less RP for winning. Hmm. I think that in... I mean, for me personally, right, when you guys first met me on this podcast and everything, I was still running Gohan. It, it's clearly like the guy I like to use, right? And I feel like you make that move, you have now punished me. I, I didn't choose for that unit to be overpowered, but that's my favorite unit, and you're going to rip it away from me just for that one reason alone. And I, I don't like that. I, I'm, I'm certainly not trying to get carried by the character. I'm just a fan of it. Yeah, and I can understand yeah, that. Yeah, the same thing would actually happen to Ryudin at this point. They made his Goku good. Everybody's going to use his Goku, and now he can't use it anymore. Honestly, I mean, he could, it's okay if but... only I can use him. <laughs> actually, the green, the green Super Saiyan 3 is a 3% boost right now, so arguably usable. Well, I no, 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 no. I'll tell you, okay, Gresh is saying translate this yeah, to PvP. PvP letter. Oh, doing your standard and wild format, yeah. Well, no, because no, 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 they no, don't. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. He's PvP. talking about how we, if you use units right now, it, you can see that there's an artifact of a boost system that used to exist in the game, and then they just give you items. And that's, he's saying that you would get an RP boost based off the units that are underrepresented. So, like, if you take out Heartfire's Goku, you should get, like, 100 times RP for actually pulling that W out of your 
words, right? Yeah. I'm sorry for my language, but um, that that's that's what he's aiming at. And then since Gohan is used by 99% of the community, if they're not using 18, then maybe we shouldn't reward these players as steeply with RP. But I, I think I that's think what he, the rank ladder is supposed to do in the first place. You just get more if you use the less. Yeah. Used okay. Characters. Let's let, let's let's remove that. You get less RP for using overused characters. Let's just say you don't get punished for using any characters, but you get rewarded for using underrepresented characters. That makes more sense. Yeah. That'd be cool. I would say it's worth it because then you got You have to you have to sweat five matches worth in one match <laughs> because you decided to bring Heartfire's Goku against Zenkai Seven Gohan, Namek Goku, and Super Saiyan Three Goku. I mean, if you win, hey, here you go, buddy. Here's 500 RP for that <laughs> W. Mom's spaghetti. Bro, but it can't turn into see. a bot. That, that's the caveat. It can't turn well, into a bot. But then people are just going to be cheating again. I'm going to feel so cheated when my bro, when you land the rising rush, and then guy, I'm going to forfeit this match, and then it disconnects, and you're sitting there like, brah. <laughs> <laughs> that feels like one of the Dude, ideas the- Toshi would suggest, and the executives higher up would be like, no. And then just be like, yeah, okay. Remember when they gave us free 14-star units to try to balance it out? Yeah, that didn't work. The thing is, is they already kind of do something like that where they have boost characters for the season, but you just get the the reward stinks. You just, I'm pretty sure you only get one extra adventure and like one extra mm-hmm. RP yeah. or something like that. You don't get RP. No, you just, you, you just get an adventure. You get an adventure. Great. Oh, okay. One of my millions of adventures. I like Gresh's Twitter idea better of kind of copying the Hearthstone format of having two separate seasons, one that you just use anything the game has ever released, and then a newer mm. season. Where only newer sets or like newer team builds are actually even usable okay. at all, right? Have, and then you could you choose which mode you wanted to play. Cool. Yeah, you could choose which mode you wanted to play, and like so the the core Legends experience that people paid for would still be intact, so that their their bottom line wouldn't get hurt. But then they'd have that new mode where you're like, oh, did you know, only the characters from the past three banners are usable in this mode, or something like that. Yeah, I'd, and then I, you know, think. that would be really neat. I think. No, because the people that are going to dominate that mode are going to have all 14 star of the latest units. And well, you're then you just don't play that mode. You play the other one if that's... Certainly, and then you've split the community. Like, in the best case scenario, you've now split the community and you, you have a whole different issue with your queue. Well, the, it works for Hearthstone. Scenario, that's what I'm saying. You can pick well, which Well, you're talking about Hearthstone. You're not talking about Dragon Ball Legends. No, no, no. I mean, no, no they, they would have to revamp matchmaking. That, that's the only they, would, they would 100% have to fix matchmaking. Yeah. But the... I, I, one, I, I would just be apathetic personally, and I'm sure many others would, would look at the, uh, the new mode and be like, great, I'm just going to go in there with these new units I don't have, or I can use the units that I already own and keep competing. And I believe in Gresh's video, he was talking about, you know, hey, have seasons and powers and stuff. And if you're going for that approach, and we've, we've long since crossed this road, but the model they should model after is Pokemon. They have units that are really just frameworks of other characters. They don't exceed new stat thresholds. Legendary, if you would, is like 600 plus. But there's tiers of characters, and they never deviated from that. There are a few outlier characters that have just extreme situations in their stats, but they're not just straight-up power crept. Um, it's not as interesting for a gacha formula. Gacha formula needs power creep to keep people thinking that, oh, I've got a summon for the latest and greatest. But I, I just... All right, I feel like I uh, think that's the real trap. I feel like we're digressing <laughs> just a tiny bit. Um, so I think we can move on to uh, the next topic, which is. Well, let me, let yeah, me just okay. let me just say one more thing about the top real quick. Oh. I have seen a lot of Japanese players really not liking this mode. A lot. 
So I feel like that's where we're going to see changes come into play is because they listen to them a lot. Do you know what they don't like um, about it? Like, they just think it's boring and they don't understand how to play okay. it. Like I've seen so many complaints on Twitter from every single Japanese player that I've seen talk about the mode. No, not a single positive thing has been said about the mode. So okay. <laughs> expect to see major changes. Yeah, I mean, it is a preseason and they said they would, so I guess that's going to happen. All right, um, so the next thing we're going to talk about is uh, Ultra Goku again, but now we actually have him at seven or even eight stars. Uh, Ryudin, have you leveled him up and tried him out? Yes, I did. I didn't get him completely soul boosted. I'm like 150% off, and that's all because I have no rare metals because I was an idiot, and I spent it on super souls way before this all happened, but uh, he is... So much better. I mean, it's obvious. You give him more stars, he gets higher boosts. Of course, he's going to be better. But I feel like a unit like this is just amplified even further because he has so many percent damage buffs and he also has a pretty uh, high uh, sustained damage cut percentage as well. So you give him those extra stats and he can take it super far. Uh, he's getting, what, 90% damage inflicted alone just for having a full sand team all around him. So he puts in quite a bit of work the higher stats benefited him greatly and i know for a fact that when he hits 14 stars when we all get him to that point he's going to be a monster i already see people running him on their saiyan teams now um i guess they prefer the additional z ability as opposed to zenkai 7 gogeta not saying he replaces him but people just like the additional synergy and he's awesome he's great far better 100 i'm sure everyone else feels the same way uh yeah, i Mine's only five stars, but I think he's usable. Yeah, I would use him. I would use him any day over uh, Digo Cheetah because of the C ability. Like you're trying to squeeze out the best of all of your units, and if you have Gogeta on your Saiyan team who only buffs fusions, then you're missing out. What if you have yeah, red Gogeta and then yellow Gogeta, so they buff each other? That's kind of what I do. You're just running fusions at yeah. this point. No, those are the only two fusion <laughs> units on the team. The rest. Yeah, two out of three of my units are fusions. And they're also <laughs> saying the fusion so. team. And they both Yes, and my characters. hybrid team is also a Sun Family team. What's your point? Um, the I think that I I don't know. I I like I agree with Tom. I'm I'm a stickler for when I'm setting up Z yeah. abilities, and he is definitely optimal if you're trying to set up the the Super Saiyan team. I prefer him over Red Gogeta at this point. I think if you're, you know, a twitchy player, then we can start talking about that green card on Gogeta. But as a general unit, you can swap into and just do some damage. This Goku's super fun, and he's got that blast cover. I don't know. I think so. the Gogeta has way superior kit, just in terms of the faint, blast armor, green card, like healing. Oh, you're I mean, not wrong on that front. Like, oh, wait, it definitely hurts me when I see an exclamation mark and I press his main ability... And I know it's a blast card and I can't do anything about it. It hurts for sure. But uh, I, I'm i a big fan of long-range green cards that can fetch you priority. Like Turles' green card, this guy's green card. I'm a huge fan of those. So I don't, I'm not going to take that away from him. I know it stinks that he doesn't gain key from it. But I'm not going to, you know, punish him too much for it because he has a pretty good amount of, you know, like... Um, uh, cost reduction for his cards and you can run him alongside a lot of units that give him a stupid amount of key anyways like angel vegeta for example but he's 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 definitely going to be a monster once everyone maxes him out i see i honestly think when people get him to 14 stars i really do think people are going to be using him over the gogeta i really do think it's going to be highly possible well another thing he's offering is 
it, when you put the Gogeta on your team and you find a blue, blue, purple Saiyan team, you're probably not wanting to run that Gogeta. And when you don't take that Gogeta into combat, you have now wasted one of your six C abilities. That's like a good that's, point. That's, that's where this uh, this Goku really starts to shine is back onto his general synergy with the team. It goes beyond his uh, his on-field kit. It's his, his support to the rest of the team. I'm not saying he's bad. I just personally prefer the Gogeta. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can Zenkai 7 why. Gogeta that versus Gogeta five stars. Well, even at well, stars, unit versus unit, so unit versus unit, uh, Gogeta definitely is better. But as we're talking about the synergy of the team, I think the Goku found his place over the Gogeta. Yeah, I agree. I, agree. I, I think the biggest argument, though, comes down to the fact that they essentially gave the Gogeta out for free, right? And it was arguably way easier to get the Gogeta than it was to get this Goku <laughs> in terms of the grind you have to do. So it just feels weird. Like they release a, a Gogeta is just like is way better than Goku, but Goku fits better on the same team. So it's just like there's a trade off there, but it's like how much does it actually matter? I, I don't know. I just He's I, a, another I just, another I'm cover also, rescue too. I'm not a huge fan of melee supers that don't have blast armor in this day and age. It's a little tougher. To also, can we talk about how much of a bummer it is that they put the they put the T.O.P. equipment in the rare metal shop like right before <laughs> we needed to soul boost this guy. That is such a bummer. Yeah, oh, they mean, rare metals went from that's worthless literally to the, the reason why I couldn't finish the Goku day one. Yeah, me too. I bought all those equips. Yeah, same. It's, so it's a it's a bummer, man. Those T.O.P. items should be like we're going to have a dedicated mode. If we're, well, we, I don't want another resource, but dual coin something. Uh, one of the shops where we get resource for playing T.O.P. You know, you get, you know, the Zenkai Rush gives you the Zenkai resource. You go to that old banner, you get your stuff. It shouldn't be a rare metal. Well, even a equip, <laughs> even equipment metal. They, I feel like the T.O.P. equips should should have just been in the equipment metal shop. Or just not be equipment. Can we just have <laughs> it really didn't feel like I was adding an extra layer here. It just felt like now I'm having to re-roll again. Oh, oh you, you don't like the fact that they take up space? That's the best. No, no, I don't. I, <laughs> I think that if, if I'm going to try to say on a fully, if I could just change one thing about Legends right now, just, just remove that. I think I'm sure I could come up with some better answers, but that's one of the more annoying things they've ever come up with. Yep, I agree with that. I mean, the fact that, you know, some people are already pretty pressed on space in the equip uh, box, you know, you have like 30 left and then you take six or eight characters, two equips each, that's like 12 to what, 16. So then you have like, what, 14 left. It's it's nothing. And you play PvP no. a lot. But imagine they start awakening. Oh, God. Please. Let's go. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> and I don't know. People said this might not be feasible because too much work. But just like the characters themselves, like, oh, they didn't have T.O.P. abilities. Now the mode exists. Now they have T.O.P. abilities also. It would have been nice if they just took the equipments and just gave the same equipments T.O.P. abilities as well. Like where you could just use the same equipments in both modes and they would just have the different effect instead of having a Bro. completely different set of equipments they, they reuse the art i know it's they like, a, it's, it's like they, they could have just ported over the same equips that we already have yeah. and made them dual mode purpose just like the character abilities i mean they didn't just reuse the art them. it's also the same name get yeah, out of the way it's like, out of the way whatever come it's like, on hey, it's the same equip just, i mean it's so much better if they just made them the same equipment they did exactly what NASA's asking for, and just like, nah, 
new item, new inventory space. Just let's do it. Yeah. But with the same it, like, item, Especially yeah. because that's the one thing that keeps you from playing the game. <laughs> it's literally the only thing that blocks you from playing the game if it's full, right? And so capitalized on that one. I have been on one equipment slot for a month. Holy, how do you even do PvP so every show? game you have to go sell one? <laughs> After every single match, I have to sell equipment. Oh, man. Or every single time skipping, or every single time even yep. trying to... Yep. Even TOP yep. mode doesn't let you play if your equips are full. Yep, <laughs> every yeah. single time. It, it won't happen due to the nature they set this up, but Dragalia was having this issue, right? And they made it to where, similar to Z-Power, items in that game just become unlocked. You literally unlock copies, and then you have max copies, you can just use the item unlimited, right? Imagine if if items in this game work like Z-Power and you just had a catalog of all the items you collected and their current level and how much you've worked on them and you could just go through and finish them instead of having six copies of the same awakened bullcrap item. <laughs> I mean, I hate the item system in this game. The auto-sell feature made it less painful to farm them, but it is the most convoluted thing I've, I've yeah, dealt with the, in a gacha game. I think the equipment system in this game is like the worst thing about the game by far. Yeah, I agree with that, but I think that extends not only to just the equipment system, but just all the items in the game, period. Like, the level of disorganization and all the different shops, all the different currencies, souls, metals, like, they could consolidate a ton of that and make it just, like, a universal currency, a universal shop, and then universal equipments. Like, they could, they could streamline a lot of the back-end inventory management of this game. They probably should. Didn't Toshi say something about um, how like they can't add more invent or more equipment slots because like something about the game or the fo people's phones can't handle it? Well, no, it's it, the server. It's no, no, no. Okay, here's what it is. It's the server. Like, ser like every time you add equipment slots to your box or whatever, it adds to the server like load or whatever. It's, whatever it is. But the way you get around that is you just sell more equipment slots to people. They will buy them. I will buy them. Buy, oh, give yeah. us the option. Buy more service <laughs> like, space. Come on. Yeah. yeah. It's, no, it's, it, when you buy equipment slots, you are literally buying server space. Yeah. Or resources for processing as well. So just... just His other excuse that is if everyone had more, then it would increase the overall load times of the game, which I'm not entirely sure... Like, if they just gave everyone, like, 30 or 40 more slots, I'm not sure how much the load time would actually go up. Like, everyone already has, go like, up. Yeah, I don't think it would go up at all. They already have, like, 350 each. Like, what's another 40 or 50 going to do? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I think that it's it's a system that nobody's enjoyed. If you guys remember the old item awakening system, it was used by the people that were really just striving to be the best, and that was it. Nobody touched that nonsense, yeah. right? And I think that they got good feedback by seeing nobody use the system and they overhauled it. Um, I, I am by no means am I saying boycott the item system by not going for items, but it really feels like they, they understood with the item selling thing that that sucks. Now, now we're getting to the, the item limit and it's like, it would just like cut the cord and just redo the entire system and get rid of it. Is the 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 Z power if as far as a collection gacha is concerned in this game, I I adore it. Not having to sell extra copies of your unit in your box after you're done with a summon session is amazing. Um, I I don't know how you guys feel coming from Dokkan. Maybe you get more value out of exchanging your crap. Yeah. So yeah, I, I love that the the management aspect of the game was removed for me. Right, just summon, get my units, go experience the game. If items was that streamlined to where you just did the event, you get copies of the item, and you got a random value that got to increase the stat on the item, 
than people would farm events. It could cost thousands of energy to finish an item. Sure, but you're finished. And it would also encourage players that have this apathy in the community that I'll never achieve Z. And frankly, S is still hard for me anyways, right? Then they'll maybe start experiencing it. You'll just naturally start achieving this stuff. I'm, oh. I, I know a lot of people have spent a lot of money on their items and I have no idea how they could translate that into the new system so people don't feel like they got uh, legitimately shafted IRL. But I, I feel like that would be a real 3.0 patch if... Uh, the item system itself was completely removed and overhauled. That's actually a really interesting idea, like possibly some type of grindable equipment instead of like relying on RNG to re-roll it, like maybe just a, like equipment that you can grind for. That's actually really interesting. It just works like Z-Power, man. Just have a random value. Maybe you need 20,000 to finish an item and you get two for doing, you know, a multi on it, whatever. It takes forever, but you could finish them. I don't know. All righty. Um, I, I just. I think we can. Yeah, Solitaire Goku is great. <laughs> exactly. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of which, right? But I think now we have a, to a topic uh, coming up that uh, Tom is, I think, a little passionate about. And that is the Super Saiyan 4 Vegeta Zenkai that was uh, announced. So let us hear it. What, is you, what are your thoughts? What do you expect? Yeah, so I have mixed opinions about this guy. Um, Let's let, let's say he's gonna get the um, freezer or cooler treatment. He's still gonna be good, and if he's gonna get the SSJ three purple treatment, he's gonna be insanely good. Like to this, yeah. <laughs> oh, if he does, no. dude, it's over. It's over. But um, if 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 we're looking at his stats right now, um, maxed out, he has two hundred fifty four blast damage like base and he he has to this day pretty decent damage multiplicators in his unique and main ability he's gonna hit so hard i think if they do him right then he's gonna rival gohan's damage um yeah easily and he's also a support unit with his main ability which is insane like if if they do him right vegeta fam is gonna be up there in the meta and um gg is gonna be there as well I was yeah. uh, looking through his kit and I was like, if they give this guy a blast card on entry and uh, any kind of damage, we've seen a very common trend is that they're getting 20 to 30% damage reduction. His kit is already there. If you read his first two passives, you're like, okay, <laughs> that is actually a modern unit just with less stats. And then his main ability is a pseudo support. Yeah, they they give him just a little nudge in the right direction and boost up to, you know, 1.5 million. Think, the, yeah, he's going to be I think popping I people left and right. I think I read that uh, he's supposed to be even more blast specialized, and I think that he's going to get a green card that changes yeah. his strike into blast cards, right? Yep. It doesn't yeah. say green card. It just says he has the ability oh, okay. to, so whether or not it's green, it's probably going to be green card, but I guess it could also Entry. be... Um, you know, whenever he enters, yeah. the, like how Kefla changes blast yeah. of strikes when she enters. 21. Could be main ability. I mean, it doesn't tell us, but I imagine it's green card. Yeah, Dang. I would say the on entry is the other most likely scenario. And he also has the feint on his, uh, what, alt too. So, yeah, yeah. he's going to be, uh, he's gonna be 30%. problematic. I, I could see them potentially buffing him offensively, but leaving him alone defensively. So he's still relatively easy to kill, but he's going to be an absurd glass cannon because he's already kind no of matter what He's going to be good. So No matter what they do to him, even if it's the purple Broly treatment, like you just give him one damage inflicted passive with Zenkai 7 stats, that, that's it. His kit is yeah. still great. You just give him the stats that he needs and anything beyond that, he's definitely up there for being a beast. He's he going to be has, real... He, 
He's going to do pretty good against the LS for Saiyan 4 Goku. You think he's going to melt him? What do you think? No. Yeah. And one blast yeah, card. Two it's shots. going to be a question between one, one or two he's, blast cards. So. He's literally going to kill him one. It's going to be card. between one yeah. blast card yeah. or one blast card and one tap. <laughs> but he's got, <laughs> gave his, he already has the massive modifier on both his blue and his ult. So there's going to be no shortage of damage coming from this guy. Hear I me think out. They, they, they gave him a... The support ability for his main just it's just daydream. Would, would they give him the the Super Saiyan four treatment like Bardock got? Because I would I love it if he buffed the, the Super Saiyan four tag. They're never gonna make an Eden like Bardock again. There's no way they they know they yeah, they, they would just really pigeonhole bad. themselves into a corner, right? Well, no, I'm not saying you know I got to give him a crit multiplier to that extent, but we've seen units like Goten, Cooler, and you know whatnot come out. I I'm thinking more along the lines of get key swap in and maybe thirty percent damage inflicted by uh, GT Saiyans when he swaps out, which is I was thinking Super Saiyan Force. I was thinking more something along the lines of how they did LF uh, Super Saiyan Blue Vegeta, where like he gives ten percent damage for those specific tags every time he uses a blaster strike card. Maybe he this oh, guy no. can do this guy can do GT or Vegeta Family Strike and blast attack. 10% um, you know for every strike or blast cards he used or something like that so that'd be cool I mean no, that, that he's gonna have awesome. like 290k blast attack I think I don't think they're gonna go over 300 in terms of stats like maybe 10k more to the defenses he's sitting at 160 right now and yeah all he needs is like 30% more damage and then he's good no matter what they do, he's definitely going to be a monster. A monster. Even so, just Zenkai 7 stats. We saw the the LOE team get two Zenkais. I was kind of honestly hoping to see Sin Shinron or GT Vegeta get a Zenkai, but now that we've gotten two GT Vegeta, sorry, sorry two GT Zenkais in a row, you think they're tapping out a GT or are we still going to get more Zenkais two weeks from now? Dude, if they Zenkai purple Super Saiyan 4 Goku, it's over. Poor <laughs> <laughs> baby. <laughs> No, 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 Regen. Regen is already Please, too powerful. No, baby. Oh, whoa, whoa, hold on. I'm talking about the green one. What are you guys talking about? Oh, okay. The best unit okay, in the game. Okay. They, no, he's already too powerful. Him, it's over. Best unit in the game. Yeah, my no, frame rate on my camera is like dropped like to nothing. He's experiencing, he's experiencing the same problem yeah. as me. I wonder why. Yeah, we'll, we'll look into snapped that out. Uh, after this podcast. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, I'm just uh, I'm hamming up my low frame rate. Sounds sounds good, Mimi. So um, with the with that Super Saiyan Four Vegeta Zenka incoming, what do you think the trajectory for the GT? Uh, where do you think the GT team is going, and what can that mean for other neglected tags, Nas? Uh, I definitely think it's going to become the Android 18 killing team. Like you see Android 18, you throw a blue card from this Vegeta adder. I think it's going to very much so even out the odds if you're running that team versus that matchup. But I still think GT, I mean, you're pretty much relegated to having to use Super 17 and then this Super Saiyan 4. So your team is still somewhat predictable. Like at this point, I think GT still needs a little bit more spice and variety, which Toshi seemed to indicate that they would be getting quote unquote one way or another. So I think they're almost there. I think they'll have a perfectly fine battle squad at this point once he uh, releases, but they're going to need a couple more uh, optional r rotations, you know, just for, you know, the mix-ups, right? I think that's pretty much where they're going to be at. But exceptionally good at killing yellow units, uh, you know, this Vegeta in mind. 
We're probably going to see a, a, a bit of buffs as we go along. And then I think it's going to be GT appetizers. And then we're just going to get the main course during third year. Yeah, I mean, there's it's almost no way that we don't see like a Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta, right? Like, Yeah, they want to set up his tag to at least be good. Can you imagine if GT stayed the same and then you get the Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta? They're like, oh, what the hell? This team sucks. <laughs> He's not good for GT. He's not going to carry it enough. Well, so probably some Zenkai's. Some new units to go alongside it because they need they need new Z abilities. Um, the Super Saiyan fours are strong, sure, but I mean the single buff is is not going to cut it. They need they need double. Do you know something's wrong when I'm using red GT Goku on my bench for that team? Oh, the Kid yeah. Goku. Yeah, yeah, but uh, ultimately, I mean. I don't know. I think GT is going to become, you know, it's going to get there, but they it's just limping along. You know, it's took its sweet time getting there for sure. Well, if they, if they keep dropping units like the Super Saiyan 4 Goku and we've got to we've got to throw hands on whether he's even viable or not, I think they're going to keep dragging their face through the mud. So they've got to they've got to give them a ringer, the, a unit that is entirely based into GT, kind of like how you guys were saying, where. It is just a GT unit, not one of the Super Saiyan 4s before they drop that Gogeta. I really like, the, you know, not, not real though, but a character like that that only exists within the GT universe. Like Oob. Maybe maybe they yeah. release a uh, GT unit that works like the, the Rising Battle Broly, where he provides sustained damage cut for Super Saiyan 4s or GT units. That would make Yeah, maybe a new free-to-play to, to kind of tie it all together. Even yeah, me. I feel like they re released this guy now and he's just meant to be like the you know, the hard hitter for that tag. But the other guys that are going to act as the glue to bring everything together still aren't out yet. So maybe he looks like he's out a bit early, but the other ones are going to flush everything together. Well, they know three months, four months in advance, the units are done, right? So anniversary is set in stone at this point, I would assume. So they already know all the GT units you guys are going to get and have probably already played with the teams and them all put together. So I'm hoping it's like Rival Universe and all that to where you're going to get the dogs and they're going to be like, eh. But then as everything else starts coming together, if you did pick it all up and you got the items, then you got a considerably powerful team. It's not the best, but still really powerful. I'm hoping that's what GT sits on here soon. Yeah, I think zooming out, looking at the bigger picture... Almost every single pinnacle story arc unit has been covered by Legends at this point. We're only missing the end of the Goku Black arc, Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta and the final little Shadow Dragon segments, and like MUI Goku, Super Saiyan Blue Evolution, Vegeta, and, and Full Power Jiren. Like, other than and that... Garlic Jr. And Jr. Well, yeah, Scarlet Jr. is the pinnacle. Like, he's the emperor. <laughs> but... Yep. Besides the, that, everything has really been covered. So it's I I really think that the anniversary is is gonna reveal one or two of those final remaining pinnacle moments. Yeah, God Topo is also part of that that whole thing. I just don't want to list off everyone, but you know the the very end of the Top arc, the very end of Goku Black, and the very end of GT are the only things that still don't have representation in the game. Everything else has been represented by like the first sometimes even second or third wave of characters from that arc. And then other than that, we're kind of finished and they're just going to have to move on to revisiting units, doing more of like the support assist duo units with more hype characters. Like it's about, it's about time for them to come up with some new ideas. I think ultra was definitely like the first wave of that. Cause they know they're nearing the end of the first version of everything that's going to come to the game here soon. Yeah, that's a good point. 
Ultra is definitely probably going to be like the stepping stone into some new ideas for sure. Now we still have Dragon Ball Saga. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but they, I don't yeah. think they value that as much as they should. Like, I mean, and what, and evil, the transforming DKP, that was like the pinnacle final fight from Dragon yeah. Ball. I mean, no, so, Piccolo Jr. versus Goku. Oh, yeah, the World the Tournament. But that's one but, of the pinnacles, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, other than that, we got the rocket launcher, Yamcha, Young Bulma. Like, what do they we could get? We could get transforming Oolong or something. Like, General Blue, we could get. Yeah, I mean, we, we, dude, we, Mercenary Tao? Tao, like, the Mecha Tao, yeah. Well, Mercenary yeah. Tao himself deserves, like, a like a really solid unit. I agree Not an LF, that. but like a really solid. Like, I mean, if they really want to do like the tongue LF, they could, where he kills General Blue with his tongue. Um, <laughs> he could have a counter with like putting his like slipper up or whatever, and like blocking yeah, the bullet. Like a bullet. Yeah, so dude, dope. that yeah. sequence was so dope. Um, also, we, we, need a, we need an actual tambourine, the first character to kill a main character, the first enemy to kill a main character in Dragon Ball, yeah, right? True. I think Sorry. even like uh, doing setup like uh, like Vados or you know maybe not as strong but like Ex Weiss with uh, Master Shen going along with Mercenary Tao it could be a really neat little combo. I mean, we could get like a transforming Roshi into full power. I mean, there's a lot they could do with yeah. Dragon Ball. They just Someone just said to. something so in chat that yeah. would make Zenrod really happy. Is I want Arale or was it? Wolfie? Yo, <laughs> I think their main their main apprehension oh, yeah, with that is I don't think they think a banner with, like, tambourine would sell, right? That's got to be their main holdback point, right? But that's also what they could do to get those characters in the game is what I said they should do with GT, which is they throw those characters on banners with other hype characters, and then, you know, those hype characters will carry the sales and then will be also able to build a meta Dragon Ball or GT team based off yeah. of all our extra pulls on the banner, right? That's how Dokkan did it sometimes too. Like Dokkan released LR Bardock, and then on LR Bardock's banner, they released Lord Slug because they knew nobody was gonna do. Nobody's gonna summon for Slug. That's sort of what they did in Legends too. They released Lord Slug with LF Gohan. <laughs> like how random was that? Because they knew nobody was gonna summon for Slug on his own banner, so they just threw him on there. No, obviously he was hype with Slug, yeah. right? <laughs> but if yeah, they, but Slug was everywhere in that meta. He was terrifying. Well, yeah, I'm, really just saying, I'm just saying the, the character is not popular, right? That's why they did that. Yeah, it wouldn't drive sales, especially in the Japanese community. Like, they wouldn't be shelling out money out of their wallets repeatedly. Like, oh, let me get Lord Slug. I have to 14-star Lord Slug. Here, take <laughs> 10,000 million yen, right? Like, they wouldn't do that. So the developers I think if they make like, the kit spicy enough, you can sell anything. At a, at a face value, I still think a bunch of people would just see the unit and just sleep on it, even if it was really good. Like, if you release Tambourine... And he's like one of the best units in the game. Oh, please. I want tambourine so bad in this game. I still think 80% of the community would be like, what the hell is this guy? Is this a dragon dude that killed Krillin? Like, fuck this. I'm skipping. Waiting for they Amber wouldn't even know that, Nas. They wouldn't, they, would do, they, have, they wouldn't even know it was a Dragon Ball character. Yeah. Like, so it would be, uh, I don't think it would push the sales that Dimps would want from the banner. Well, but then you always have to capitalize on a hype Roshi unit. Like if they that came out with dope. a super hype Roshi, yeah, like a really hype Roshi unit and then maybe some side Dragon Ball characters in the background, I feel like that could be a decent banner that performs well. And throw a, a new Super Saiyan Blue Goku on there too, so just so they're worried about people making money. Like, oh yeah, that'll drive some extra sales. Like, Get these yeah. Dragon Ball characters out there, dang it. <laughs> I really want to see a sparking Roshi. Me too. Transforming yes, into his huge buff form and he does like a LF Kamehameha or something like that. Dude, yeah, that'd dope. be awesome. 
All right. I f- or Mafuba. Mafuba would be good also. I agree. All right. I think uh, that's that's going to be it for this podcast today. We had a lot of topics to cover, which uh, is why we didn't have time for questions today. Don't forget uh, to, you know, f- check us out on all our other social media platforms, YouTube, Twitch. Uh, we have TikTok. Just type exclamation mark link tree in the chat and you will feel, we'll see where we are um, present. This podcast will air in about 24 hours on YouTube. So if you didn't catch all of it or just want to rewatch it, just make sure to hang out there in about yeah, 24 hours. And uh, also make sure to check out all our creators on their respective platforms. So most of us are active on Twitch or YouTube. And uh, with that said, we're going to raid a smaller Dragon Ball Legends creator. Uh, but before we, th- uh, we do that, Nas, is there anything else coming up today for the stream on 5.9? Okay, I cannot hear. We cannot hear we, you. I think we, we lost, lost him. him. There oh, you go. 7 p.m. 7 p.m. There's something on the dockets. <laughs> and then me again, or truth, us tonight at like 10 o'clock. All right. Um, so between now till like at least seven, there's nothing going on here. So feel free to raid away. Who do you, who are you raiding? I'm going to raid a, a member of Prof's Guild, Battle Amore. So pretty high ranked PVP player. Um, nice guy. Well-mannered as Prof put it. <laughs> so he's got the banana in his logo. Yes. All right. Um, it's going to have, oh, you I just did it. it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was setting it up for you, but yeah, it'll have a little countdown. And we'll be good to go. All right. So I hope. Peace out, everybody. You had fun, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Peace. See you guys. Later.